Every year I know we gonna go hard. We been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport and I'll leave it with your good luck. Only thing I will Welcome into Lombardi's Legends Podcast. I am Wags, uh, in a very good mood, obviously. Joining me as always is Dane. And dude, we had to talk about going live right after this one. If we got the win and, uh, you were right on, Dane. This one was one we had to gut out against the Bears, but able to get a huge win and a win and end game. Uh, against our number one rivals to the south, Packers did all the things that they needed to do to make it happen. Dane, instant reaction, man. How you feeling? I'm emotional. I, I, I'm, I'm legitimately emotional right now. If you told me before the season started, Wags, that this is where we'd be at, the Packers make the playoffs, young guys stepping up across the board, and then this guy is our franchise quarterback, I'd say let's do it. And here we are, folks. We're going to the playoffs next week. I don't know when the Packers are playing next week. I don't give a damn. Packers are going to playoffs next week, Wags. And um, they're dangerous. It was an awesome performance. There were some ups. There were some downs. So much drama. But, Wags, I'm going to say something right now, and I mean it sincerely. We've watched this team with a lot of other iterations over the years. And when adversity hits them in the mouth, they have trouble. We just watched this team with adversity battle back, and Jordan Love struck when we needed him and needed him to at the most important time of his career, best performance of his career right now. I'm putting out, I'm putting my name on it, and, and best performance of his career so far. So, how are you feeling, Wags? Because you teed me up, but man, I am so damn hyped right now. I can't believe uh, it. How could you not be? I mean, this was uh, this season was supposed to be over several times. We were two and five. <laughs> And uh, you, you and I both, like, admittedly, it's like, okay, maybe we're playing for draft picks, but I, I give both of us credit not to pass, pat ourselves yep. on the back. But we were being realistic, but we said, let's go win some football games. As a young team, we need to build a culture of winning. And uh, they, for sure, ex- exceeded my expectation based on where they were. Uh, so, I, I mean, I, I'm going to be a Packer fan to the end, through and through. There's no way I'm ever going to give up on this team, ever. Uh, I'm not a fan. I said it then. And uh, we said it. We both said it. Uh, Packers don't play seasons to try to get high draft picks. That's not no. what this organization does. That's not what we're all about. We're about a culture of winning and success. And the youngest team in the NFL just went out there and went seven and three down the stretch, uh, led by a first-year quarterback that everyone was second-guessing all over the place before the season. At that point in the season, uh, Dane, we saw a magical turnaround. Uh, we were second guessing them again after two really tough losses, uh, in December to teams that we felt like we should have played better against. Defense, uh, really, really was getting second guessed. Uh, but how about those players? And, and we can give some of the credit to the coaching staff too for turning things mm-hmm. around. Uh, and they, they do deserve that. Um, we, we can be critical at times and they should, de- they definitely deserve praise when it's earned. But how about those players? You yeah. said, Dane, led by Jordan Love, the resiliency that they showed and just so in- unflappable. And in so many situations today, it was a microcosm of that entire season that they go out there and in big moments 
after big moment, making huge plays. And, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, to go out there starting from inside their own five-yard line uh, with over five minutes left in the fourth quarter, the Bears have all three timeouts. What do they do? They go down the field. Bears never touch the football, run out the clock. That game is black and blue football. That's championship winning football. I'm not going to get ahead of myself in the Super Bowl here this year, but why hold anything back right now? I'm just too excited to hold anything back. Uh, that's the culture. That's tone setting stuff right there. That extends beyond this year. As far as this goes, it might only be one more week. I hope, sure hope it goes longer, Dane. But man, that's something that can extend for years to come. So how can you not be anything less than absolutely ecstatic? It's impossible. It's impossible to not be ecstatic, Wags. I mean, and, and can we just get, we have to, can we give, first of all, Wags, before the season started, the minute he was drafted, you said Jaden Reed's a guy. Okay. I, and I'm going to give you all the credit on this. You said Jaden Reed is a stud and all Jaden Reed has done is in big moments show up. Uh, and, and, uh, we put it out on social earlier during the game. It said Jaden Reed's a rookie, but he's not really a rookie. Dude plays like he's a 10-year vet. Like he's unbelievable. But John Pages wicks down the stretch and wags. We have to say Bo Melton. Bo Melton, dude, showed up again this week. So, I mean, it's just, it's incredible to see the guys that are stepping up, balling out, but there's something special brewing in Green Bay. So I, I, I'm honestly, I'm a little bit speechless. Packers held the Bears, Justin Fields to nine points for, uh, for the game. And, and the defense, the defensive line wags, I thought, just played within their lanes. They played within themselves. The most I've seen them play all season long was tonight. In the most critical moments, Carl Brooks played his backside off. Kenny Clark played his backside off. Your boy Lucas Van Ness played his backside off. Like these guys just did their job, right? It's the old Belichick model. Just do your job. And, and we've seen them kind of deviate at times this season. Did not happen tonight. So, I mean, I'm just. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm at a loss for words. A 17 to 9 game at Lambeau Field to make the playoffs. I mean, come on, man. What more can we say? I just, I'm, it, it was a magical performance from this Packers team and they didn't even play their best football. That's the most important thing. They still made mistakes. They overcame them. They won the game. We're going to play. Yeah. I thought they played really good football. It's just, you're right. There's key moments. They left points on the field. And that's, that's, I think, uh, exciting to think about. Uh, certainly not going to have that luxury for any of the remaining games, however long this season goes. Just looking at some, some, some things in, uh, our chats here. Um, just going through an Instagram chat to get some reactions from our fellow pa- fans. Uh, Jackson Backwith says, let's go right at the t- top of the, the chat. Uh, Ethan says, OMG, we the best in the nation. I mean, I, I right. I just like the reaction. How can you not just let that raw emotion come out? Um, uh, Peyton says, did everything we, we could, uh, to, to, I can't read that. I'm sorry. Uh, to sell, uh, I, I think, uh, there, there's definitely some, uh, excitement in the typing here too, cause that's a little bit difficult well, to, to get all of the comprehension. Um, we've got some questions. Was the here. typing brought to us by Lee Vodka Two Wags? I don't know. Man, yes. might be tonight. Uh, Ethan does say read for MVP. So I think he was agreeing with everything you just said at that point earlier, Dane. Um, and I think there's just so much excitement out here. How can you not be excited? Uh, this was the opposite of what happened last year. Uh, we had a chance to win and get in at Lambeau in week 18 last year. We talked about that before this game and, uh, the Lions came in and just 
out-physicaled us, and that was really discouraging. Certainly, it was Aaron Rodgers' last game at Lambeau Field as a Packer, and this year, it was just the opposite. The Packers set the tone at the line of scrimmage. The Packers dictated the game. The Packers were the ones that were setting the tempo and uh, really being proactive in taking it to the opposition, and that was a four-quarter effort. Sure, it could have been you know, 27 to 9 at the end of that game, easily, uh, if we don't make a couple of mistakes. Uh, but that doesn't matter. This was a good old-fashioned NFC North Packers-Bears game, and it was the Packers that I think uh, definitely deserved to win uh, based on that dominating effort, and uh, it wasn't going to be easy. Uh, I think you called it. I thought this, this, this game could get away from the Bears. There's grips where you replay that, that maybe that happens, uh, yeah. but uh, you called it. It was going to be a gut-check type game. And uh, we responded and stepped up in a big way. So just looking at uh, some of these other uh, chats here, um, I, I do want to call out here in the Facebook chat. I'm um, throwing this up on the screen in our live stream. Alan says, the Packers consistently scratched my head of how did this happen and getting into the playoffs has continued with how they got in. Well done, Packers. Go Pack to go. So I think that's uh, well said, Alan, and uh, uh, lots of Packer fans uh, thinking about you know, we never give up. We never give up on our team, but we can still be a, a little bit emotional and and, and really uh, excited and maybe a little surprised uh, and, and admit that and, and not feel insecure that we're great fans. Uh, Wayne, hey, Wayne, thanks for jumping on and thanks for always following, man. We yeah. love you. Uh, he says, happy, 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 y'all. Green Bay Packers clinched. Them Bears, delusional fans can go to the basement and watch the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, go Pack Go. Couldn't have said it better, Wayne. Uh, Stan in our Facebook chat says, huge win, go Pack Go. Uh, Brian, uh, huge win, go Pack Go from Chicago. Yeah, uh, boy, Brian, Brian, love you representing down there in Chicago. So, um, yeah, uh, Dane, I, I'm just uh, speechless right now. So I, I, I'm turning it over to you. What are some other thoughts you have coming out of this one i mean could we talk a little bit about some of the the play uh that yeah. we saw individually you mentioned some of the the receivers how about aaron jones uh give me that, that reaction and how he's playing to here down the stretch and what that could mean for the packers moving forward well so wags so last season aaron jones had a critical fumble that just stayed in bounds and the lions got on it this year uh, jordan love you know had a critical fumble that the Lions, or excuse me, the Bears fell on and all that. And it felt almost eerie how similar that was. But I'll tell you this. Aaron Jones just, this was a game, right? This is like a, this is like a, 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 a Green Bay Packer Hall of Fame style game, right? Yeah. You, you, you've got all these young dudes that are balling out. But then when you need them most, you've got the young guy and we love our boy Patrick Taylor running back, right? But I don't think dude was on the field all game. Aaron Jones played every snap, or pretty damn near every snap of running back for this Packers team. And he was just so good today. Wags, every time, especially on that, on that first down, he was able to convert a first down. He was making things happen where it didn't seem like it was possible it was going to happen this week. So Aaron Jones played about as flawless of a game. He had great vision today. Carry defenders did all the things that we needed him to do. Um, so Aaron Jones, I, I, what more can you say? He, he's a good guy and he's a great Packer. He, he's everything you could hope for as a Packer player. Um, but you know what comes from that, um, Wags is 
yes, Aaron Jones was great, but the offensive line was also absolutely tremendous yet again today. Um, it starts up front at left tackle. Rasheed Walker, our dude Rasheed just balled out yet again. Um, Zach Tom in and out a little bit, but he battled his backside off and everybody else in between Elton Jenkins, Josh Myers, uh, John Runyon Jr., uh, 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 Sean also played really good when he got it. So like, wait, it was awesome to watch this Packers offensive line move the Chicago Bears, play smash mouth football the way we need them to play. And then Aaron Jones, when there wasn't something there, made something happen. So, I mean, this is just awesome all around. It was team football on the offensive side of the ball. And Wags, as nervous as I was, I was pacing around my house, standing up, watching the TV. But I, I, I dare I say I felt comfortable in this offense all game long. It felt like they were going to find a way, and damn it, they did. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty special. And then on the defensive side of the ball, wow, it seemed like seemed like every third down, uh, we were getting contributions from all over the place. I mean, Lucas Van Ness, um, um, Carl Brooks, um, certainly um, um, Gary. He had a, the, a tough offsides penalty in the fourth quarter, but um, there's just just all kinds of guys just getting that pressure and penetration. The so defensive line really just set the tempo. And I'll tell you what, Dane, that was what we were expecting to see from that defensive line all season. But, man, does that make this defense look like a different unit uh, when we're getting that type of pressure, especially in, in those third down situations. Justin Fields is not an easy guy to bring down. I think it was Justin Hollins, um, former Packer, that uh, was on our podcast this offseason. Yeah. We, love we asked him, who's yeah. the hardest quarterback to, to bring down and try to pass rush? And he said Justin Fields, which surprised me because he spent a lot of time in the NFC West having to chase, uh, yeah. in his prime Russell Wilson, not a, the last two seasons Russell Wilson, in, in his prime Russell Wilson. And he still said Justin Fields is the hardest quarterback. I asked him, I pressed him on it, and he said, no, man, it's Justin Fields. Uh, so that's not an easy task. Um, and Justin Fields with his legs today, uh, the Packers kept him under containment as well uh, he wasn't able to get loose on any big gains and uh, frankly holding him under I think under 30 yards rushing for the unreal. game uh, unreal and it was uh, that and it wasn't like oh Justin Fields got contained and Khalil Herbert gets uh, going on the ground neither of them really did all that much so we had a fantastic defensive performance uh, across the board they, they didn't really get much through the air they couldn't get much through the run they couldn't get much in the uh, red zone uh, so you, you gotta give the defensive flowers right, right now, man. Like, uh, they've gotten a lot of heat, but these guys came in and just balled out the last two weeks. So what does that tell you about what this defense is? Like, uh, it, it's kind of a Jackal and Hyde unit this year, but Dane, after that performance, what's, what's your read on this defense? You just have to give them all the credit in the world right now. Too. Got to give them the credit in the world, and they're so up and down, and they have hot moments and, and cold moments. But Wags, you know what? What play stuck out to me? I'll, I'll actually tell you what. Um, and I believe it was the Kenny Clark sack, but I was jotting it down. Um, Kenny Clark, I believe, got the sack, but the Packers blitzed both inside linebackers, and then Kenny Clark was actually the one that got home. But I bring that up because that was more aggressive than I've seen this Packers defense play in three seasons. Was yeah. this game. And, and, and that's what, that's what it comes down to is they were so aggressive. And I truly believe this defense has the talent. They have all the talent in the world. Absolutely. So, so what, what you're saying here is, you know, like, where do we go? What, what, I, 
I don't know what Joe Barry's going to do going forward in the playoffs. But as far as I'm concerned, we didn't play scared today. This defense just balled out. They pinned their ears back and they said, if you're going to beat us, beat us. After that first series, especially, they balled out. So, Wags, like I saw the proof in the pudding with what this Packers defense did late in the game. And and even Wags on that play, Carrington Valentine didn't get the interception, but he had that pass breakup against Cole Komet. It was that third or fourth quarter. Sorry, my brain's a blur, but um, it was in the second half. And, and that was a one-on-one situation, right? Where they're not playing zone. They're not playing soft. They're not doing anything. It's just like, hey, our guy's going to beat your guy. And so, so what it comes down to is, can they do that? Can they keep it up? Like, let's quit playing scared. We're on house money as far as I'm concerned. And Joe Barry, you're on house money. Like, I don't think Barry's back next year, no matter what, frankly. So, like, if I'm Joe Barry, pin the ears back, ball out. So let's see what this defense can do going into playoffs because we're not going to win playing passive. We're going to we're going to win this game uh, and every game going forward playing aggressively and then let Jordan Love and this offense do what they do best. Yeah, absolutely. We gave uh, the defensive line a lot of credit. I thought Quay Walker had an awesome. outstanding football awesome. game. Um, and you're still right, Dane. Uh, Justin Fields. Uh, you know, he, he threw the ball a lot. I, I was a little bit surprised that the Bears weren't more aggressive throwing the football. Um, especially in the second half. It seemed like they were a little bit conservative in their game plan. And it's not like they were, they had some nice drives in the first half. Now, don't get me wrong, but it's not like they were doing anything that was really putting, uh, a ton of pressure on this Packer defense. Uh, so, uh, but they made he made some good plays and some good throws, which we expected. But uh, to your point, uh, they did it in situations where it wasn't because we were passive. We were aggressive. And sometimes you're going to give up some plays. This isn't a, a situation where you're going to go out and just get a stop every single play. And Justin Fields is a very talented player. Uh, so, you know, despite a little bit of a lack of talent, I think, in their pass catching group, um, I, I thought that the the secondary and our linebackers and there's really this whole defense stepped up and, and played some some really good football today so um i don't know what we'll see uh next week if, if we're going into dallas that's the arguably the number one offense in the league so it's going to be hard to slow them down i they can't there's not really any defenses that have been able to slow dallas down too much this year so um it might have to be a little bit of a shootout but I'll tell you what, if we can get our hands on the football and uh, maybe uh, get a, a couple turnovers, uh, we didn't get any today. That would have been a much different game score-wise yeah. and uh, if, if that happens. So you just never know week to week uh, when those opportunities are going to come up. And uh, But if we play in the red zone and situationally and get after the quarterback like we did today, I, I like our chances because uh, we'll give up points, but it's really about being able to get uh, stops in a few key moments. And uh, let's give 1-0 uh, an opportunity. And just uh, if you have a chance at the end of the game in the fourth quarter, I think he's proven over the last 10 weeks that he's capable of uh, making those winning plays at the end of the football game. And that's all you really need as a recipe for success in the playoffs. Wait, I got a question. I'm not looking at the stats, but just going off memory. Did Daniel Whalen punt once today? I don't think Danny punted at all today. Think about it. Just, folks, think about that for a second. I don't think Danny punted the ball once today. The Packers had um missed field goal. The Packers had an end of they quarter. They did not. Nope. They didn't yeah, punt. You're, you're, you're right. That's insane. Think about that. In a must-win game, a Jordan-led offense didn't punt the ball once. Like, 
that's insane in its own right. So just think about that. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it really is. Uh, and Dane, that's, um, as up and down as special teams has been. And there was some miscues today and there was some good things today. Um, it's, you got to give, uh, the, the unit credit for some good plays too. Um, so it will be interesting to see if, if we get some opportunities. I was almost, I shouldn't say expecting, but I was hoping that Kayshawn Nixon would get uh, an opportunity to get a nice return. Um, that said, I'm also not sad that he didn't get a lot of return opportunities. That means the Bears weren't scoring a lot of points. Uh, so, uh, we'll see if, if he gets, uh, an opportunity to break one or, you know, not, maybe not even for a touchdown, but he's still that game breaking threat. And so that can be something that can really make a, a big impact as we move forward into the playoffs as well. Um, Dane, I, I do want to ask, uh, what did you think about, uh, Coach LaFleur's decisions at the end of the first half? Because you said in our private Packer yeah. chat that you thought that LaFleur should have taken a timeout after they got that sack on Justin Fields on third down. The Bears ended up getting the field goal. I agree because I was thinking the exact same thing in the moment. Um, I just didn't say anything like you yeah. did. And so that runs a ton of time off the clock. To the Packers' credit, they're able to get right across midfield and get into the scoring range in two plays. Uh, but it, was he overthinking things a little bit there? I, I, I was a little bit frustrated, not only by the situation, certainly, uh, by not even getting an attempt of the field goal, but what was he trying to gain, honestly, uh, in that last know. play call? There's, there's 11 seconds left, and you run a two-yard out. How is that really helping you? You're already well in field goal range. I, I get Carlson missed a field goal earlier that he should have made. But to me, that's just playing with fire with no timeouts, and you're expecting a young team uh, to make the exact right play. And, uh, <laughs> you know, the Bears made a nice play to, to force uh, forward momentum to be stopped, and the clock keeps running. I, I get all of that, but uh, he, LaFleur just – Situationally, it doesn't seem like he's learned from some of his mistakes uh, in the past and some of those uh, big game moments. And that does cause me a little bit of concern because he came back out at halftime and said that the players need to, uh, to be in a better situation. And while I agree with him that there were opportunities to get out of bounds by those guys, um, I, I think Coach LaFleur, after watching the tape, is going to have to really uh, be questioning himself. And I hope he steps up to the podium. Uh, in either uh, the post-game presser today or perhaps um, uh, tomorrow uh, and says, you know what, that's not me. I needed to take the timeout. I needed to um, to kick the field goal there uh, with 11 seconds left and, and get that get that across the goal line um, and at least give uh, Anders Carlson an opportunity uh, to get a, a kick there before the end of the half. Um, Dane, it looks like we lost you on the Insta feed, so I'm going to see if I can add you back in there. Uh, but um, go ahead, and if you have some some thoughts on that, I'm curious what you think. Thoughts on it. Wait, I'd, I'd love to say you lost me on the Insta feed, but I was too busy tweeting, stress tweeting during the game that I my phone's out of battery. So um, we're just going to have to we're, – we are also going to have to battle with adversity here on the Lombardi's Legends podcast. Um, and we're probably going to lose the Insta feed, but I'll tell you what, I think that, um, I, <laughs> I think that, um, I, I'm not afraid of LaFleur taking responsibility. For I think he'll, he'll take responsibility for that, but 
damn, I mean, those, those are the types of situations that just need to be fixed, right? Those are the types of situations that can't happen. Now, what I will say is that I'm really excited it happened week 18 and the Packers won. And maybe they can double down on some of this information and try to get better at it going forward. I was a little surprised by by how it happened. I, I see what happened, right? Like I get what happened is they wanted a few more yards. They figured, hey, an out route. How 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 unlikely is it that you know Dontavian or whoever it is on the outside is going to catch the ball back back facing and gets kind of driven out? Like it's not the most likely scenario, and they're going to roll the dice. I get what they're doing, but it can't happen. Right, that just because I get it doesn't mean it excuses. In that moment, you can't give but up the three points. I, I agree, but the, what's yeah. the upside? You gain two more yards. There's just so little upside for so much downside, and that's that's what I had issue with. Yes, you you, you think uh, you're just going to get out of bounds, you get a couple extra yards, and you get, you get the field goal attempt. I understand the thought process, but there's just so little upside to me in that situation. And that's, sure. I think we just need to be smarter uh, about how we're managing the game at, at and that moment. It's a critical thing. And honestly, it, it easily could have come back to bite us. Um, I, <laughs> uh, just three more points. And honestly, that game's over quite a bit earlier in the fourth quarter. It's a, and honestly, it's a great point. And Wags, I'm going to say something right now. And I don't mean to be like a jerk when I say this, but, uh, but I sincerely mean it is going into this week if we're playing the Dallas Cowboys. And I, I actually, you know my love for Mike McCarthy. I actually really like Mike McCarthy. I think he's You like, can't quit him. <laughs> I can't quit Mike McCarthy. I like him. He's a good coach, I think. He's a really poor game manager. And and you are you're, you're on the record. Yeah, and you are, <laughs> you are on the record. So I almost feel like it's, it's – it's, I don't know how next week shakes out, but if we end up in Dallas, I think that's what it sounds like from folks in the chat who we're going to be ending up with. Um, maybe Matt LaFleur learns and maybe we, we get some benefit from former, uh, Packer head coach Mike McCarthy. I mean, I don't know, but, um, I trust LaFleur more than McCarthy long term, but I agree this is something that needs to be corrected because 11 seconds, four seconds, who gives a damn, right? Like kick the field goal and let's get out of there for the half. So I, I, I completely agree with you and I'm just hoping it's something that gets corrected going forward. Yeah, and I mean, talking about just to, to on the flip side, game of inches in terms of execution. Um, boy, I'll tell you what, Romeo Dobbs looked like he almost made a heck of a catch. Um, and let's hope he's okay. He wasn't able to come back in the game after uh, coming down to the turf in the in the first half. Um, looked like it was about to be an amazing touchdown catch. Similarly, Bo Melton, um, you know. Would have been a heck of a catch, even if he had caught it cleanly to start with. I think that was a catch anyway, but what do I know? I mean, nobody knows what a nobody catch knows. is in the NFL yeah. anymore. Uh, I, <laughs> um, but I'll tell you what, what an amazing throw. I think that's what gets lost in this a little bit. That was an incredible throw <laughs> by Jordan Love. That was like an Aaron Rodgers at the top of his game throw. Uh, I just want to stress there is. Very, very few football uh, players or quarterbacks in the league today or even over the last five, ten years that are capable of making a throw like that. And that is just, I mean, jaw-dropping stuff. And it is truly, uh, I really wish they would have been able to, to secure that and call that a touchdown. To me, that's a touchdown. Uh, in, in the field of play, I agree that that's probably incomplete. In the end zone, the rules are supposed okay. to be different. Once the catch is secured, the play is dead. 
So the announcers just seem to be very confused. And I think the refs are confused. And I, I just don't know if anybody is clear on what the actual rules are of what a catch is in the end zone. Because it doesn't matter. You don't need to make a football move or secure the catch or roll over with the ball. Um, once he was able to secure the ball in the end zone and his knees were down on the ground, that should have been ruled a touchdown. And so I'd be really interested to hear what the explanation is. I do understand it was very, very close. I understand that he juggled the ball and it looks like he might have rolled over and landed out of bounds. Uh, so it is very close. And so it becomes such a precise interpretation of, well, did he have full control of the football? And, and, and really the, the key here is, is he doesn't, nothing else has to happen after that, honestly. Once securement is made and he's in the end zone, nothing else matters after that. And I feel like the NFL really needs to be clearer uh, with not only its officials, but with the audience about what those uh, rules are, because we've seen in years past, and it seems like a couple of times this year, uh, that's been a little bit uh, of ambiguity, and not just for the Packers, but just watching plays from around the league about what it constitutes a catch in the end zone versus in the field of play. And so I was really quite confused why the DJ Moore uh, call was, was considered a completion. Um, and uh, you saw similar ball movement, trap the ball against the ground. Um, ultimately, if they're going to call that a catch, I'm not going to like throw my arms up about it. I, I mean, I, at the end of the day, I'd rather they consider a, a play like that a catch, even though it didn't benefit us in that situation. Um, but then, then what, what, what's the call, uh, on the Bow Mountain, mm -hmm. uh, play? Because he's got the ball pinned and it looks like he's got control of it and he's in the end zone and that play's done at that point. That's a touchdown. Right. So, um, maybe I'm misinterpreting what the rules in the end zone versus in the field of play are, but we've seen it called both ways. And so that's just, uh, confusing to me. I think that's confusing Packer fan. I get it. We're going to have our green and gold goggles on. Anytime a play like that goes down, I hear that, and it though. is very yeah. close. But I, I just don't really I, – I would love some clarification. And if I'm wrong, I'll own it. But I do – my understanding, Dane, is that the rules are different in the end zone than they are in field of play. And, and I think it seems like we're all kind of losing sight of that as we're watching this mm -hmm. football games. No, that's a good point. Maybe, Wags, maybe our uh, post-playoff – yeah, I said it. Post-playoff. Uh, podcast. We should try to get Ed Hockley or one of those dudes on here to maybe explain yeah, it. I'm serious. Yeah. That might yeah. actually be a fun little convo. We could get a uh, former yeah. NFL ref on here. Because yeah, I, I we can uh, do a flexing contest and see see if he puts <laughs> us to shame, Dan. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Wigs, Wigs, one thing, and, and uh, be, before we wrap this thing up tonight, um, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. So we always do our Leaf Vodka X Factors. Right, uh, who we think are going to stand out for the game? But I got to ask you, who is your leap spirits players of the game uh, this week, or your big cheese, your leap spirits big cheese players of the game this week? Uh, because I think we should go offense and defense for both of us. Because how many game, game balls can we give out, Dan? I'm just asking, insane, right? I know. So, I, I think so, you should so one we each, each we one. each get a guy on offense. We each get a guy on defense, and anybody. Uh, it doesn't have to be some fringe guy, right? It can be anybody on the team. Well, I think Jordan Love definitely deserves one, and my other one for offense would be Aaron Jones. But I can't pick both of them, so I'm just going to say Jordan Love. 
Um, and you could make a, a case for, uh, either Dontavian Wicks or no. Jaden Reed as well as wide receiver. Um, and so, I mean, it, it's really hard for me to choose that, but ultimately I've got to go with Jordan Love. He yep. was the leader of this team. He was inflappable. What he was able to do, not only in this game, but for the entire second half of the season. You said earlier, there's been times in past seasons when it seems like Packers have faced adversity and they get down and don't respond well. That's not Jordan Love. Jordan Love, as a leader, picks the team up. That's true leadership. That's amazing leadership. And for a first-year guy, uh, not only to respond and raise his level of play to the way he has, but to elevate everyone around him and make them believe that they are capable of what they're doing is uh, just truly special. And he showed that in spades again today. He had the fumble, uh, but he responded in a big way when they had the opportunity to get the ball back. Uh, so I, I, who else can you give it to but Jordan Love? Um, so you got all those other great options, but that's going to be my first game ball after this one game. Wait, and I'll tell you what. So I agree. We could give it to Aaron Jones. We could give it to uh, certainly Don Tavian Wicks, right? All these guys, as you mentioned. But I'm going to, I'm, I'll tell you what. It has to be, I'm going to double down on Jordan Love and, and, and the reason for it is, is simple. All the things you said, he, he was so darn good yet again this week. It's funny. I'm, I'm watching this game with my wife and I'm pacing around. I'm, I'm, I'm like staring at my TV. I'm standing up, right? Like two inches from the TV. And my wife, Andrea Packer fan, right? Wisconsin born and raised goes, she says something along the lines of like, she's like, Jordan Love never seems totally happy. And, 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 and I said, well, it's cause he's calm, right? I kind of shot back at her and she's like, no, but he just seems, you know, he seems very, and, and what that means to me is Jordan is just cool under pressure, right? This is the most pressure filled moments of his career, right? Or these types of moments. And, and, and she, what she picked up on, and I think I, I noticed too was, you know, he fumbled the ball. He just came back and, and high or low, he just keeps coming at you. He's like the Terminator way, Jordan Love. Um, so, so he's gotta be our leap, uh, our leap vodka, um, player on offense because he's the guy. The Packers found their guy and I can't believe it. Like I, I cannot believe that we're saying this and we were supportive of Jordan, right? Before the season started, we said, we think Jordan can play ball. We think all these things and we do go back and listen to our podcast. We are on the record saying we think Jordan Love can lead this team. I didn't expect him to lead them this fast. And, and, and I'll put my name on it. That's where it comes in is not that I don't think he can ball. I didn't think he'd be able to ball this soon to go and, and take this team and lead the team the way he's leading this team so early. So how great has he been all year? And that's what's so exciting going forward is we have our franchise quarterback. It's Jordan Love. He's number 10 is the quarterback. Of the yeah, absolutely. Dane, I'll let you go first. Who do you got on the defensive side of the ball as, as a game ball, as a lead vodka? Big cheese player of the game. Well, Wags, so we talked about it before the game. We thought Quay Walker was somebody who, like, it's so emotional. He got ejected last season, um, same situation. And and you said it at the top of the pod, he played his backs at all. He just played great football, I thought. Um, but you know who I'm going to go with? And I'm not going to go with Quay, but he was awesome. So nothing against him. I'm going to go with Kenny Clark. Kenny Clark dominated the line of scrimmage all game long. Uh, the Bears had no opportunity running the game. Lucas Patrick, former Green Bay Packers, starting center for the Bears. He wasn't able to go this week. Um, Kenny Clark, I thought, 
just stayed stayed this course all game long. Um, whether it was a run play, pass play, he didn't have all the stats in the world, but Wags, he was always in Justin Fields' face. He was always stopping the run. He was always eating up two blocks against this Bears uh, offensive line. So for me, it's got to be Kenny Clark. It's not the flashiest pick, but damn, man, we've seen this Packers defense get gutted by a good running game, by good running quarterbacks all season and for five, six, seven, ten years. Kenny Clark was having none of that today. He had a sack, but he also was just disruptive all game long. So Kenny Clark, for me, is our, our leap uh, vodka X factor, or excuse me, leap vodka player of the game because he was just so darn disruptive all game long. Yeah, I mean, it, it's fitting to have a guy on the defensive line. I mean, you could pick a couple of them there, but he's the undisputed leader and he was making everything go uh, in the middle. So uh, I think that's very deserving. Uh, we We held a Bears team that's been running the football incredibly well um, to a, a total of, of 75 yards rushing. On, Is that know, what it was? Uh, 20, 75 25 yards? Carries. Yeah. I, wow. I mean, that's, that's with Fields. So Fields, wow. Harvard, and Roshan Johnson, uh, 25 carries between them for 75 yards. That is a hell of a performance. Uh, and uh, the guys wow. up front deserve a lot of credit for that. Um, I think – as much as we could have given multiple game balls out on the offensive side of the ball, I am going to give a second one out on defense, and it yeah. is Quay Walker. Um, yeah. and because he just, you know, nine tackles, a sack, and he was just all over the football. Uh, his presence out there was very impactful, uh, all day, all game, Dan. And, and I really thought that, um, I, I said it before the game, he and, and Rashawn Gary, I thought were key players. Rashawn yeah. in the second quarter, um, made a great play uh, where he did kind of a swim and got upfield on a design run for Justin Fields, and Justin had nowhere to go with it uh, by staying in his lane, maintaining gap control. And that's what we talked about. And clearly, Rashawn uh, uh, was was uh, doing that, uh, but I thought Quay Walker was my other key in being able to slow down this Bears rushing attack, both with the running back and with Justin Fields, even when Quay didn't get the tackles, uh, the way that he was able to force the issue uh, enabled other guys to shoot those gaps and make some of those stops as well. So, um, you know, Quay Walker, uh, incredible performance. I thought this defense as a whole uh, just had a 11-man full unit great performance. But I, I would be remiss if we didn't give Quay Walker a game ball after the way his season and the Packers season ended in game 18 last year, uh, or week 18, game 17, I should say, he came up big. Huge performance here at the end. And uh, that's exactly what we asked for. And he was able to deliver. So I, I think he needed, he needs to get uh, a game ball and a ton of credit for the way he was able to make an impact out there today. Wags, so here's the thing. We've been doing this pod for five years. This is the most fun I've ever had doing the podcast. I said it last week. It's the most fun because this is just, it's different. What we're, we've, we've been witnessing this week. And I was, I was actually kind of fearing, not of course, I don't want to see the Packers lose and be out of the playoffs, but I was also fearing like, Hey, we're going to take a, you know, Packers out of the playoffs. We always take a little bit of a hiatus and then we start our interviews with all these awesome players in the off season, but we can talk about Packer football again on Thursday. Right, because we're going to turn around. I assume the Packers are playing what Saturday, 
Sunday? I don't even know what day, but the Max is playing I'd ball. be surprised if we don't play Sunday. The Cowboys played uh, today, and uh, marquee matchup. Are you kidding me? Packers, Cowboys. Uh, that's going to be a Sunday game. I wouldn't be surprised if that's a Sunday night game, uh, Dane. So we'll see what it is. Obviously, the rest of the games need to happen before they can finalize the schedule. But um, but it, it doesn't matter. Let's go play some football, baby. We got another game. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'll let you finish that thought, but well, very it, exciting. It's just, it's just, it's so exciting. And it, 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 you know, I, I just, all I can say, Wags, and not to get too emotional here, but when the Packers, when that, when Aaron Jones got that last first down in this game tonight, I just went, Oh my gosh, Packers are going back to the playoffs. Right. And, and there's something about that, that you, you, you can't, you can't take any of it for granted. So I just, I want to say publicly, I so appreciate you and everybody listening. I appreciate you all so much because, like, this is so cool. We spend so much time on this podcast and with this team and with these players, and we get we've been so fortunate we get to interact with these players. And I know I'm gonna it means to them, it means to you all, it means to you, Wags, it means to me. So I just we're going to the playoffs, Wags, and I just thank you. This has been the most fun season, and we get to go and talk more Packer football on Thursday ahead of whatever game, whoever the hell we're playing next. Yeah, I mean, there's just something special. Uh, I'm going to bungle this, but uh, about a resurgent spirit, and this team has it in spades. Uh, I think the great Keith Jackson said that about the Badgers when they went to the 1994 Rose Bowl, um, and um, you kind of feel something special brewing with this young Packer team. As as far as it goes this season, we'll see. Uh, But Dane, I think that's a good place for us to stop tonight. Folks, thanks so much for joining us uh, here right after the game. I know there's lots of content out there to get your Packer fixed, so really appreciate you. Come back Thursday night. We will be previewing the Green Bay Packers versus the Dallas Cowboys playoff matchup Thursday night, 730 Central. We'll be on all of our live stream channels. Thanks so much, folks. We Love y'all. Be legendary and go pack. Go pack. Go. Every year I know we're gonna go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go pack. Go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack. No, I ain't the best sport, and I'll leave it with your good luck. Only thing I will.